0: All right, well, today we're talking about where you find your identity. And as followers of Jesus, we should know that our identity, our source of worth, is in Jesus Christ and in Jesus Christ alone. But that's easier said than done for so many of us. So I'm on the call here today with some pretty cool guests. We've got Josh Longoria. He's a, a former Marine Corps guy. Prince Amukamara, who is, plays for my favorite team in the NFL, Chicago Bears. And then Thud Vaughn, a friend of mine, who's a fighter pilot. So no big deal but we have some heavy hitters in this conversation. And guys, the reason I wanted you to talk about this with us is because I'm sure people who are listening to this podcast or having this conversation with their mentor or with their small group, they're gonna be talking through identity. And I think everyone struggles with identity. Everyone struggles with a sense of self-worth and where it comes from. And so we're gonna talk through this topic here together, but let me just start with this question. Have you seen? uh, Have you ever recognized that there are there are men or women or people that you've known, maybe your your own kids, who are struggling to find their sense of worth, and it ends up getting them in trouble, because they're looking for their identity in something else. Why don't we start with that question?
1: Yeah, maybe uh, if I can just share an example of seeing students as a coach and as a teacher throughout the years, um, who are constantly trying to find their identity, and what happens. Uh, so often as is, is they keep going down this road, they're looking for more and more, more to, to bring identity. And what they don't realize is when they call what they're looking for trying to find their identity, they're actually trying to find fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so actually a guy who just um, reached out to me on Messenger, he was talking about now, you know, just the more that he had, the more money, the more tattoos, the more traveling. And now all of a sudden he switched his words and saying he's on inverse purpose. And so often people are looking for instead of something to identify as they really are trying to find their purpose in life
0: yeah and and i think that i think people get those two things confused and so you feel like what makes you valuable is this thing you're good at and prince i want to ask you this question because uh, you're i would imagine the best athlete on this call right now i'm going to go ahead and give you that and uh what for you <laughs> when did you realize that you were a different level athlete I know you grew up in Phoenix when did it when did it dawn on you like how early did you notice this
2: yeah so um man I would say when I was five uh I was I I came from I came from uh, Boston to a new school and um these kids didn't know anything about me and Um, And I really didn't know anything about myself. I just knew I had these Sonic the Hedgehog shoes. And I don't know if these (laughs) kids listen to this, if they'll know who Sonic the Hedgehog is, but um, I thought these shoes always made me fast. So these (laughs) kids never gave me the ball, never gave me the ball. We're playing like football, flag football. And then I finally got the ball. And as soon as I caught the ball, I just took off to to the cone where the touchdown was. And then from that point on, all the sixth graders and the older guys were like whoa like this kid is always going to be on our team like so i went from being last to first and then from that point on i started i started to um i started to feel like okay like like there was something there like these kids they want me on their team they think highly of me and i'm so young so because they had so much belief in me i started i started to believe in myself and i started to think um like i was like hey i might be pretty good at this running So I think my niche was that I was just pretty much faster than everybody.
0: Yeah, and they, you know, coaches always say you can't teach speed. Right. And so it's just what God gave it to you. It turns out it wasn't the shoes. Is that what you're saying? What's the moral of that story? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't,
2: it wasn't, it wasn't the (laughs) shoes. Those those shoes ended up getting, getting thrown away. And I kind of thought I lost my, um my superpowers or whatever, but I was still, Yeah. Yeah. I was still fast without the shoes, but moral of the story was, when I was five, that's when when other kids started to believe in me and started pointing out great things in me. I started seeing those and believing those myself, and that's when I knew I had something. I had something there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you had something special. And I, you know, I think it's interesting. I, I do think a lot of young people will be listening to this podcast. My son is one of them. He's fifteen, almost sixteen years old, and it's just a constant battle. Help as a man who I hopefully understands this topic better than he does. From my perspective, being able to see his struggles trying to fit in athletically, he mm-hmm. plays basketball, and uh, and and just wrestling with this, on one hand, his performance, his ability, his skill, but then on the other hand, who he is, that mm-hmm. actually has nothing to do with how good of an athlete he is, right? Right. And it's so hard for people to understand. I wonder, Prince, for you, was that early on maybe i don't know if you're aware of this yet you're still pretty young early on were you able to realize you know i'm putting all of my worth and my value and my identity in this this athlete that i am you know pretty soon you're pigeonholed as an that's that is your identity is you're oh you're the guy that can run fast right? right you're that awesome athlete did you ever struggle with that in your early years
2: yeah uh yeah I mean I would say like i've been, I've been playing football I've been a football player longer than I've been a Christian wow so I've been playing I've been playing football since I was five and then I've been a and then I was a Christian when I was 15 so um mostly all my life like it's I've been playing football every year every year every year so it's kind of natural for me to feel like man maybe like this is all I am this is what I'm supposed to be this is what I'm wired to do. And, um, and I remember someone t- said a quote, like football is, is what I'm, is what I'm paid to do, but blank is what I'm made to do. am uh, what I'm made to do. So whatever that mm. blank is, which my blank, I've been feeling like it's like youth ministry is some type of ministry. Mm. And as, I mean, as Christians, we're all called to, to some type of ministry because right. I mean, we're all, we're all called to know him and, and, um, and make Christ known and we're and wherever areas that we're. That we're at.
0: Yeah, that's good. And it's, it's really good to hear you say that in the prime of your NFL career to say, you know, I recognize this isn't really what I was made for, even though you're mm-hmm. great at it. And probably the world would, you know, you have a, you have a platform because of your skills, but you know that right. it's more, it's more than your athleticism. There's something deeper than that.
2: Exactly. exactly. And I feel like that's why, I mean, so many people in, in my line of work when they retire, that's when they struggle the most because mm. now people aren't going by them, glorifying them as much. And people have have actually forgotten about them. I mean, like you see, I mean, Jerry Rice is still the GOAT, but like, but you see other players like Odell came in, Julio Jones came in, like more players are yeah. now more popular than those guys. Yeah. And um, you just see guys just struggle with, with not being, with not having the fame and not having, and not having the status. And And that's why in my line of work, um, I I think the numbers are like 70 to 80% um, get divorced or go bankrupt after after they're done.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I I love what Jesus says in Luke 12. He says in verse 15, life is not measured by blank. And now he, he filled in the blank like this, by how much you own, because he was talking to a guy, probably a lot of guys feel this way. He was talking to a guy who was measuring his success by his bank account how much he owned Mm -hmm. so for prince for guys in your arena right now this would be good for them to realize life is not measured by how fast you run it's not measured by um you know how many super bowls you've won although Mm -hmm. i would appreciate prince if you could get one for my bears Mm -hmm. next year that'd (laughs) be great um you know thud for for maybe for fighter pilots life is not measured by the rank right or by I don't know what it is what what how would how would guys in the military fighter pilots measure measure their success what would you how would you answer that
3: yeah so we have different qualifications so um you know when you're a young lieutenant you start off as a wingman and you're just there everyone's seen the movies of fighter pilots right you got the guy you got the wingman or you know you've seen top gun where Mm. you know maverick talks to Iceman, I'll be your wingman anytime (laughs) so um (laughs) Horrible movie, by the way. Really bad stereotypes of fighter pilots. I don't recommend it. But anyway, um, but, yeah, you start off with a wingman, then you become a flight lead, and then an instructor, and an evaluator. And a lot of times, at different bases, you almost have to start over every time. So it's all about your, um, what your, rate, your ratings are, uh, what your qualifications are, and then your, for lack of a better term, street cred. So we're a small community. And even when you go to different bases, uh, that reputation is going to precede you or follow you. And so that is a lot of times how guys build their identity is how well they fly on the airplane, you know, how well they hang out with the guys in the bar, um, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: how well they, you know, they go up and push it up on Friday nights or Saturday nights uh, when they're in Las Vegas or things like that. So uh, a lot of times uh, it's just like just fire pots, but anytime you especially get around men, uh, you get around their egos and their pride, and that's a lot of times how they uh, they find their self worth and identity is through how they can how big they can get their egos sometimes. So
0: yeah, and I think one of the reasons I wanted you on this call, Thud, is is I think for guys at least, you know, I would say probably men would look at a pro athlete like you, Prince, and say man, that must be awesome. He must not have any problems. He must have incredible sense of self-worth because he's he's arrived, he's made it. Or we look at a fighter pilot and we say, man, that guy must have it all together, right? But you guys can probably speak to this, that's not you know wherever you go there you are that's just the truth right wherever you go you're going to end up there and so whatever you still are dealing with you're still going to have that in this new environment so prince you're in the nfl with a bunch of guys they've all made it right so now you've got a whole new thing you're wrestling with and thud you're you're a fighter pilot and they've all made it right so you've got this this it's like it never ends right this competition this desire to perform and outperform and then this temptation to be defined by your performance is probably just always around you guys
2: yeah i would yeah i I would agree with that i mean when you go from when you go from high school to college um there's a little bump in competitive competitiveness and then when you go from college to the nfl it's like it's like you're the you're the best in the world like there's only there's only two people there's only two people on each team that have my position, so I would say I'm one out of 64 mm-hmm. um, in in the world that that play that played my position, wow. and um, and then and then you have and not all coaches are for you like not all coaches are raised <laughs> out of AIA or FCA or <laughs> or, or whatever so and um, so you, a coach. You, you would think like whatever the coach is telling you or how he's coaching you, they're trying to get the best out of you. But sometimes that's not the case. The coach, the coach just might just trying to demean and devalue you for whatever reason. So I've heard stories. I've heard stories where a coach would say, Hey, like I'm gonna fire you before you get me fired. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you off the field before you get me sent home and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, so you hear stuff like that. And, um, and, I have a different experience than most guys because I came in as a first rounder. So I wasn't really fighting for a spot, but there's a lot of guys who come in the undrafted route Mm. who, who signed for uh, a pack of cigarettes and like $20 and, and there, and now they're dealing with like, Hey, I didn't get drafted. So this team doesn't think highly of me Mm. from the beginning. And I have this coach breathing down my neck and um and stuff like that, and tell me that I that I suck and stuff like that. And I feel like, and I feel like at that time, like that's when that's when the identity comes. Like man, like that's when the identity question really comes. Is like man, like you start to question your talent, you start to question your purpose. Like, am I supposed to be here? Like, do I belong? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. So,
0: Prince I, for you, so I think. Did you go through that, Prince? When you first came into the league, did you struggle with, you know, should I be here? Do I belong here? Well, yeah, because um, I mean, so so my experience. So I came second. The second day,
2: the second day, like right after I signed, I broke my foot. I never had no injury. I never had any injuries or anything of that sort. So I broke my foot, and this is the time where social 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 media Mm. was on the rise. Mm. So now I'm looking at my Twitter. Everyone's saying, "Oh, you're a bust. Why did we sign you? You suck," and all that stuff. And then so now I'm letting that. Now I'm letting those people speak to me, and um and in my head I'm trying to recite, um I think it's uh I think it's Romans eight, but it it goes like um for for all things work for the good of those who love God, who love Christ Jesus, and is called according to his purpose Mm. so i'm thinking like okay like all all things are gonna work together i i I love jesus like all things like all things should work (laughs) and then um and then the first play of the game i come back i get uh i get a pick against vince young and and deshaun jackson like my first play i get interception i'm like wow like yes Mm. like things are starting to go good and then um and then we (laughs) for example we played josh's favorite team the the cowboys and I get I get burnt by by Miles Austin. I get beat for a long play, and then um, and then I like reciting these Twitter things because they stick with me and they're funny. Matt, they're funny now. Yeah. But a, one one person said, "Oh, you, you, you can catch lions and tigers, but you can't catch a receiver." <laughs> and uh, and so and and so and all that stuff is like it's staying with me, mm. and and I'm still and I'm now I'm questioning myself again, like. Like man, like like like, do I like do I belong? Like, do I belong? Am I good enough to play? Was I worthy of a first round pick mm. and stuff like that? And then um, I end up getting benched that year. And then and then, long story short, I end up like starting um, in the second half of the Super Bowl and, and 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 we won and stuff like that. So I feel like if you're not, if your foundation isn't built on rock, mm-hmm. like like the Bible uh, calls it calls it to be. Then, uh, then yeah, like the storm's gonna come. It's, 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 um, it's, it's, it's gonna come. It's inevitable. Like the storm's gonna come, and and the, where your found, where your where your foundation is built, will will sh- will display like will display where your um if your faith still still stands or not. And so for me, having like going through college, having a great chaplain. And just having that foundation, I was, I was, I'm so thankful now because mm-hmm. all those, all those lessons that I was learning in college, it didn't really hit me because I was all American, I was the best. It didn't, I wasn't really tested. I really didn't mm-hmm. get um, tested with adversity until my um, my years in the NFL, and and that's when those came into practice.
0: Yeah, I like the verse oh. you shared there, Prince, because it's true. It, it's it what your foundation is will will be revealed, right? What mm-hmm. your life is built on will eventually be revealed. And I think this is why it's so important to talk about this because every, at some point everyone is tested. right For you, yeah. it didn't happen until the NFL, that's pretty incredible. but for my son, it already happened. right? Well, and what here's what I love about it is he has the opportunity to learn the lesson that you've learned. He has that opportunity to learn it now. like don't don't build your foundation on your athleticism. Don't build your your life. Your your life is not measured by your athleticism, by your intelligence. For guys who are smart, you know, by your entrepreneurship. If you're if you're a business guy, I'm not saying those things are bad. It's great if God has given you a gift, use it, Prince. It's fun to watch you play. It's awesome to see that gift. But it's it's even better to see that you're not you're not defined by it, and that your life isn't going to end when your when your career ends, whenever that day is. Right after four more Super Bowls with the Chicago Bears. Well, right. And so I'm going to name it and claim it right now. So, um, and I think that's good. I think it's important for all of us to, that's why I love this topic with you guys on it, because I, I think it's good for people to hear this, like, wow, okay, if a first rounder says that, man, how, how can I apply that to my own life, right? And I mm-hmm. want guys to do that. Thud, for you, speak to this in the in the Air Force culture, because again, fighter pilots is kind of like pro athletes. You guys are the elite of the elite, not just in our country but in the world right yeah so
3: uh little known fact here there are about twice as many navy seals as there are fighter pilots so you wow. know for us huh. we are evaluated every second of every day from the moment we go to start pilot training till even today um you're getting a grade sheet just about on every ride mm-hmm. uh, for the most part as you're learning to fly the airplane or are watching how you act with other people it's long, super long hours. And so the stresses can be, be immense. And for me, even going through pilot training, getting to all the qualifications to become a fighter pilot, to to be that, you know, someone said one time, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I like quoting it anyway, that for every thousand applicants in the, F, it's the Air Force, one will become a fighter pilot. Hmm. And so to go, to have the knowledge of going, hey, I have made it this far, like you said, made it. But the reality for me is, Uh, I live with a lot of self-doubt. You know, you can go into a, for us, every 18 months, we have a check ride in which it's, again, everything's graded. Even after 22 years and I'm a colonel in the Air Force, I just had a check ride a few weeks ago. And, man, I wasn't sleeping good. You know, I was was stressing. I I studied for weeks beforehand. And the stress is there. And it it comes down to self-doubt. And uh, real early in my career, for a long time, being graded, being under that microscope so much, being quote unquote the outcast as uh, a Christian in, the, in that community uh, was really tough. And even then when you find out, Hey, I'm growing as a Christian, I'm becoming more bold. The spotlight turns to you even more, you know, because the, the world doesn't, let's be honest, the world doesn't like a Christian. Uh, the enemy doesn't wants to call us out. Right. So, um, so then it became even more, I've got to perform even higher, because i'm a christian i've got to have to set that standard so then that stress became even more and uh, again all self-imposed and uh, i tell you there's two times when i was deployed first time to afghanistan but really the second time to afghanistan um the night before a combat mission uh, can just be for me anyway it can just be this incredible and uh, when i learned to finally truly give it up to the lord you know when you get to the point of saying total dependence of hmm. God, it's all about you that I may not make it till tonight. You know, I may not come back from this mission. Um, I'm, you know, what I do with the amount of firepower I have been placed in my hands just by myself as a single seat guy. So I'm out there by myself in an airplane and I literally have thousands of pounds of ordnance on board that can just disintegrate entire towns And to go in there and like, Lord, please don't let me hurt an innocent person. Please don't let me, you know, get one of our guys. That self doubt can be so, so intense. But when you finally get over the Lord and you know, there's a song out there, 10,000 reasons, Mm. you know, one of the lines says, let me be smiling when the evening comes, Mm. God, let me get through today. And when you get in that mentality and you get about that, hey, God, just use me today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about what other people think. Just use me today. It has been unbelievably liberating and finding my identity in Him and not in my performance or in my uh, success, but in His success.
0: So, yeah. Man, I thought Prince was the coolest guest on this call and I was wrong.
2: I feel like I was in a movie when I was listening <laughs> to him. I was picturing that. I could have told you Prince
1: wasn't the coolest guy. I've oh
2: well,
0: no,
3: no. no Brian oh. is—that's for sure. No, well, Ted, you
1: know what? Just you can cut this out of the <clears throat> podcast, but I just want to say thanks, man, because it's a perspective that that is real and is deep, and and to oh. see God is, is is amazing, man.
3: Well, let me tell you, being over guys yeah. like you, there's uh guys on the ground that when you can hear them, you can hear their stress when you can hear their screams, when you can hear their gunfire and their, uh, man, it, it just is amazing. And the point being it too, is when I did that, uh, the peace that God gave me every time I can think back to every strike mission, every time I rolled in on a strafe or something like that. And God blessed me so immensely that I didn't even have to think about it. I just did my job hmm. like I've been trying to do, but, uh, you know, and that um, do my best to protect the guys on the ground. That's what it comes back to, and so make sure they get home to their families and yeah. and, their, and their their loved ones.
0: So and thud to uh, me. Yeah, that, thank
3: you for what you guys do.
0: Yeah, that captures to me. That captures the heart of this topic. I I think you you said it so well that it's. I think one of the reasons people have identity issues is because their focus is all on them. They're so yes. focused on themselves. And so they're worried about their self-worth, and they're worried about their identity. And they, and I think one of the what it means to be a Christian is to be outwardly focused, to put other people ahead of ourselves. And your story so perfectly illustrates that. Prince, for you, I know this is happening in your life too. <clears throat> is as you, I'm sure as you've gotten older, probably at five years old, and when you had your magic shoes, and seven, and ten, and you, it, it's hard not to just be so inwardly focused because everyone's praising you everyone's you've got everyone's attention but pretty soon and I know you're here already Prince you just said this you realize wait a second God maybe God didn't give me this for me Mm. maybe God gave me this for someone else and I think that's such a big part of our identity as Christians is getting getting our out of our own way and letting God use whatever Mm. he's given us whether it's whether it's a jet or whether it's speed on a, on a football field. He's going to, we're going to use whatever we have for his sake. Cause our identity is in him. It's not, it's not all about us.
2: Right. Right. And just to piggyback off what Brian thud, with, uh, thud I almost called you stud. <laughs> hey, that works too. All right. <laughs> um, just to piggyback off of what Brian said, like when he was talking about self doubt, it also reminded me like sometimes people also doubt, um, like their, their purpose, like I was thinking, I think the most famous video, sports video, um, that Christians play is that, is that clip of Tom Brady, right? After he won back to back, I think Super Bowls or whatever. And he was like on top of the world, like young, he was a young quarterback, like accomplished. And then he said something like, there has to be, there has to be something more than, mm. than this. Like, and so, and you can see like, hey, it wasn't satisfying anymore like he was in and if I was I remember hearing that I'm like man if I was a player on his team like I would have said Tom, there is like man like (laughs) oh I would have invited him to chapel I would have just I would have done something and I'm not saying no one no one has that that was that was over there but that was my initial reaction like man like he's like he's calling out for like somebody to come share with him and um and stuff like that and so yeah that just reminded me that video and I feel like a lot of people say that say that to them like after after whatever big accomplishment they're not totally uh Mm. filled like that void is still Mm. empty and um and yeah and they're just they're just really just crying out for for something i mean similar to the lady at the well Mm. right like Mm. she was she was she was looking she was looking for something and her identity i think was was either found in 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 the men that that Mm -hmm. uh that that she was with and um and Jesus just said, hey, what you're looking for, that everlasting water, you're talking to him. Like you're looking at him. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm, him and um, stuff like that.
0: That'll preach, Prince. That's so good. And Prince, I want to go back to the verse you mentioned. It's Romans eight 28. I'm going to read it again. It says, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called hmm. according to his purpose for them. And then the next verse, it says, for God knew his people in advance and he chose them to become like his son. And, I, you know, anyone trying to find their identity, if you're a follower of Jesus, well, first of all, if you're not a follower of Jesus, his arms are, are wide open and, and talk with your mentor or, or someone in your life that's a Christian and say, hey, show me how to become a Christian. Um, but anyone that's a follower of Jesus, you need to know like God's goal for you is not that you become a fighter pilot or a pro anything. His number one goal for you is that you become like his son. And mm-hmm. I mean, how, how, how cool is that in our own identities if we realize that the more I am like Jesus, then, and he's the one doing that work, the more I'm like Jesus, then just the more satisfied I am, Prince, to use one of your words, and the more fulfilled I am. Whatever you do, whether you're a fighter pilot or a Marine or a pro football player or a garbage man or accountant or a pastor or a student, a junior high kid, Whatever you do, like you this is this is a great equalizer. like you can know who you are in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. and uh, and that that is the identity I think that really, makes the difference for us. And I, then I think so many other things, I, I know so many people have drug addictions and all that stuff. And so much of that is because they're trying to anesthetize the hurt that they feel for for not feeling good about themselves, for not living up to their big brother or little brother or some something that they wanted out of their life or for having disappointments. God works all things together for the good. And here's the good. He wants you to be like Jesus, right? The good isn't that he wants you to win an, you know X amount of Super Bowls. That might happen. But the good is that he wants you to be more like Jesus. And that's true for everyone listening to this podcast.
1: Amen. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that's interesting you mentioned is when, when you mentioned uh, for, for the end, the picture of the end, it really, it's a picture. I don't know if you read the book, Living Backwards or Life Backwards is what it's called. Um, but in the book, the whole point of it is he's coming from Ecclesiastes. And it's like, when we understand the one thing that's certain, which is death. And then as a Christian, we understand what comes next after death. We live our life backwards because we know the ending, because we know the one thing that is certain, it actually affects how we then look at where we're at. Mm. And many times people in life try to say, if I reach this goal, whether it's whatever it is professionally, or the woman who's just like, you know what, if I just could get married and have kids, or the dad who's like, you know what, if I just had this type of family, whatever it is, however high and lofty the goal is. But when we understand that the end, at the end of the day, everybody's going to die. As a believer, follow Jesus Christ, our life then is dictated that wherever we're at, that platform that we have, we use it for his glory. And that's where we find identity. Go back to what you'd said, Brian, where you pointed out, because we don't have our eyes fixed on ourselves. It's no longer about if I obtain this or if I can get this done. It's actually look at everybody around us as lost and dying souls. And so now our identity becomes as disciple makers. We want as many people to fall in love with Jesus and then equip them with the word so then they can teach others how to do the same thing and it continues to reach out to the lost and dying world. Mm-hmm.
0: That's mm. good. Yeah, that's good. And,
2: and then Brian, and then Brian also going up on what, on what you said, like you basically said in order to know who you are, you need to know who's, who's you are mm-hmm. and, and whose you are is um, if you're a believer is, is a son, um, son and a son or daughter of, um, of Christ and, and and love okay how did how did he show us that he loved us? okay he sent his one his one and only son which shows that like we have value and um and from that value we get our identity and you want your identity in something that can not be taken away like being a fighter pilot mm-hmm. being a pastor being a football player that that can be taken away anytime but a son and daughter of christ that can't be taken away mm-hmm. and value uh, reminds me of a um an example that uh the the, the rapper uh, Lecrae Lecrae did at a um, at a conference I was at he had a he had a dollar bill, and um, he had a hundred dollar bill and he said he said okay who wants this hundred dollar bill everybody raised their hand and then he said okay what if I crumple it up throw it on the ground spit at it tell the dollar tell the hundred dollar bill it's not worth the hundred dollar bills, it's worth it's worth a dollar and stuff like that who would want the hundred dollar bill and then um, everyone still of course still still wanted it. And I think the, some of the highlights from that was that no matter what happens because the government or because Christ gave us that value and that identity, like it can't be, it can't be taken away only the government and Christ, um, in that, in that sense can can take that away.
0: Man, that's so good. That's a great, uh, that's a great word picture. That's so good. Hey, I want to end this, this, uh, this episode with just giving you guys each a chance to speak to some young people. So Prince, would you, what would you say to a young athlete who's maybe doing this topic with a mentor or with a, with a student group and they're, they're a good athlete, right? And they're like, I want to be just like Prince. Maybe they're even listening to this because they know you're on this, this episode. I want you to speak to that young, young athlete about identity and not, not, not getting, not being messed up at a young age. What would you say? Yeah, uh, just basically, I think what someone told me, and it it sticks with me
2: now, is just that just to always remember that you're a Christian first and then you're whatever second. Hmm. So, because whatever comes first, that's going to be the lens, or that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be the lens to to how you see life and to how you go about life. So, if you're a Christian first and then you're a football player second, then you're going to play football the way. A Christian, a Christian would, and then Colossians three twenty two, three twenty three, and whatever you do, do with all your might, all your heart. Ask for the Lord and not for man. So, the Christian in anything should be the hardest worker, should be, um, should be the most competitive because they're doing something not for man, like they're doing some something for, for someone other than other than themselves, which is Jesus. And then same with, like, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian first. And then I'm a, I'm a father second. And so that lens, I see everything through mm. a Christian lens. So how, how I parent, how I'm a husband, how I'm uh, how I'm a, a football player, how I'm a son, how I'm a friend. And I feel like when you look through those lenses, it satisfies um, all things.
0: That's so good. That's rich. Thank you, Prince. Josh, and ex-Marine, speak to men. What, what word would you have for men who maybe are struggling to find their identity in their career or the 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 car they drive or the wife they they have on their arm what would you speak to men josh
1: yeah the kind of the basic thing that i would say to them is you've already tried so much that that you thought would fulfill empty promise after empty promise and then whatever it is um and so in that i would encourage them you know try god and not sound cliche but really run to him like you're trying to say where's my purpose how can i be fulfilled and what's different about God is God doesn't say, you know, get, get the most tattoos and then and then you have it, or get the most money and you have it, get the most women, get the most whatever it is, success. God is different in that he says that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so it completely flips it on his head. He just says, come as you are and I will give you rest. Come unto me who are weary, right, who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so when we find our purpose and our real identity in Christ, Part of the reason there's rest is because we're no longer working for it. We're not striving, trying to fulfill. We're not trying to make something happen. So I would say truly run to God. Don't say, oh, I tried him, because you cannot taste and see that the Lord is good without trying. And at the same time, as God tells us, when we taste and see, we will see that the Lord is good.
0: That's good. Thanks, Josh. That's really helpful. Thud, you're our fighter pilot. You get the last word. What What would you say to, to anyone, men, women, young people? dealing with that, this. I know you have a son, you have, you have daughters yeah. at home, so I think yep. you can speak to anybody.
3: Yeah, it was great. So, uh, yeah, so my, you know, the big thing is just, uh, like Prince was saying, you just remember who you are and, and whose you are. And, um, that was well said by the way. And, it, it, you know, I, I look at my, my children now and, you know, I'm dad, you know, to them, I'm just dad, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're good for keeping me, uh, humble as well. Um, but at the same time, you know they have a lot of self-doubt. And I know they get it from me, and as long as that comes from pride, and uh, I try to always remember remind them God doesn't make mistakes. And if you will just be who you are, and not worry about the rest of the world, not worry about what other people think, and that's that's easy to say now as a forty-five-year-old fighter pilot, right? But as a teenager, if we can just convince them, hey, you are loved by God. God created you perfectly. He has a plan for your life. Relax in him, be dependent on him, focus on him first in all things. And uh, you'll be amazed at what God can do in your life and use that platform that uh, he's given you. And, you know, remember that everything's about balance. So when you even working with self doubt, some of that can be pride. Uh, when you think you've arrived, remember to be humble, approachable, and credible. And that, as a Christian, that's what we should be doing. We should, as a leader, whether you're leading in your work or your church or uh, at school or in the military or in the football field or anywhere, remember Christ set the example of how we should lead, and that is to be humble, approachable, incredible, and um, just remember that balance. Keep that balance in your life. Focus on Him, and uh, just relax in Him. He's got you.
0: That's good. Thanks, Todd. Well, for all podcast listeners, I just encourage you use, uh, you can find this along with the discussion questions to talk about this, go to PursueGod.org, uh, type in the keyword identity, and uh, pull this one up and talk about this uh, with, your, with your small group, with someone you're mentoring, with your friends, with your family. And uh, guys, thanks for joining us. And we got to do this again. Appreciate it.